Good morning, Ray. Good morning, John. How are you today? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Hey, you didn't ask me to fix the mic before we started. No, I never asked you to. <laughs> you well, just luckily, voluntarily. Luckily, I did not forget. And today is no difference from every other time. <laughs> you came through like a champ, John. Oh, man. I tell you, I'm clutch every time with the mic, it seems and, like. Okay. You don't like it? Are you, I, I really feel like it's going to pick I, up. What are we saying? Yeah, I think I moved it a total of one inch to the right, one inch to the left, one inch forward, and I don't think you're going to be able to tell the difference either way. No, because it now has gone back to the place where it started (laughs) before you felt the need. Well, I should say to you at this moment in time, happy election day. Yes. And there are a couple of caveats I'm going to throw out here. All right. We have released episode 99 yeah, mm. as of yesterday. Okay. This is Tuesday, November 3rd, Election Day. Yep. Yesterday, we released episode 99. Yeah. We want our next episode that we release to be episode 100. Well, that's typically how it works. <laughs> the one that follows 99? <laughs> yeah, let me... I mean, <laughs> and, 10 and, times and, out of 10, <laughs> that would be episode 100. In, in addition to that desire, we also... Want to do something special on our 100th episode. Yeah. And we're not going to do anything special today. <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling pretty special. And you but, appear to be very special. Uh, thank you very much. My mother agrees with you. Yeah. So uh, this probably will be released at a later time. Episode 101, 102, 103. We don't or, know. Or 99.5. It, it could be 164 for right. all we know. It may be 100. We still have about 40 in the bank we haven't released. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this is this will when you finally hear this, it will be pre-recorded. As are all of our <laughs> <But> podcasts. <laughs> with that in mind, I want to congratulate you, Ray, on an excellent 100th episode. <laughs> Thank you very much. You have done a great job on that episode. I appreciate that. It was very memorable. Yeah, I'll never forget it. And a big congratulations to the winner of the presidential election. Yeah. Who is... We'll fill that in later. <laughs> <laughs> edit, edit, edit. Uh, yeah. So uh, we normally don't talk politics. No. And uh, this episode will be no different, but it is an exciting day. It is. Live. Yeah. I mean, people may hear this in uh, April of 2021 (laughs) and say, what the hell are you talking about? No, they'll know. (laughs) Yeah. And I voted today. I voted today. Yeah. Um, Waited in line for about an hour. Actually, I didn't really plan it this way on purpose. Mm -hmm. I would have voted early. I just didn't have the desire to go stand in a line any other day. Right. And I procrastinated until I had to do it today. Yeah. I don't know that it would have been any faster because yeah. I think the pre-voting lines were as long, if not longer. Yeah. I, I kind of agree with you. Yeah. So uh, It's kind of like everybody thought that it would be uh, less crowded to go early. So yeah. everybody went early. And they stayed in the line because they thought, well, gosh, if I'm waiting this long now, (laughs) imagine how long I'd have to wait on election I just want to say thank God for those people. Yes. Had they not done that, it may have been a long wait today. It may have been. But uh, it took me about an hour to vote. How about you? Yeah, about an hour. Okay, pretty cool. Well, seeing how this is before votes have been tallied, Mm -hmm. do you have a prediction? 
Um, I believe it will be controversial. Okay. I'm hopeful that one or the other wins in a landslide. Yeah. So that we can kind of heal as a nation. Yeah. You know, and say, okay, I felt this way, but obviously the majority of people disagree with me, right. and that's okay. And, right. But I think if it's close, we're going to keep that divide. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I just, I just hope that... That it's so uh, definitive Yeah. that whoever wins, it's there's not the ongoing... Did he really win? Did he not yeah. really win? Yeah, I was I was almost going to rephrase what you said too. I hope it's so definitive that the the loser supporters go, "Wow. I didn't realize so many people disagreed with me." Right. <laughs> and we are a majority rule country for yeah. the most part, I mean, a representative republic, whatever we are. Uh no, that skip, is what I we skipped are. that day in history class. Well, but, I didn't, and I can tell you, yes, we are a, re, we are a republic. We are not a democracy, right? And uh, our representative government is uh, hopefully going to be the winner. Yeah. Regardless. Well, hopefully, by the time this is released, uh, that has already happened, and we are, you know, living in a wonderful future. Right. That it, it could be released a month from now, and we still may not know <laughs> right, right. who the actual winner next president will be. I expect this episode will be released probably next Monday. Okay. Yeah, Six I don't days. think it'll be decided by then. Yeah, it may not. Yeah. Because uh, Friday we'll do our 100th. Right. This is Tuesday. On Friday we will record and release our 100th live. Correct. Not yep. live, but within an hour of being recorded. Yes. And uh, then probably we'll go ahead and put this one out All right. next Monday. Sounds good. Well, All right. With that housekeeping out of the way. Yeah. Speaking of election, I don't know. you have any uh, current events other than election? Uh, man, I'll tell mania? you, I woke up at 530 this morning. Wow. Uh, just out of the blue. I don't know why, but uh, started looking at election stuff. And really, that's consumed my thoughts for the day. Okay. I did uh, have a meeting with a... Client, a partner, if you will. Yeah. Potential. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say sponsor with the show, but a partner with the show. Yeah. And uh, we'll release that information later once all things are finalized. Right. Once we know who the president is. But yeah. So my day has been spent working with a, a partner and working with uh, election analysis. Fantastic. Well, I have a uh, research study. Yeah. That we can delve into the implications um, that was actually done with people who were going to vote. Oh, okay. Not today. This was some years ago. But the research study showed that they asked people how confident they were that the person that they were voting for mm-hmm. was going to be elected mm-hmm. as they walked into the polls. Mm-hmm. And then they asked them again as they were leaving the polls, hmm. and they found a huge spike in their confidence level of the person that they were voting for being picked as the winner once they left and cast their ballot than before they cast their that ballot, so even strange. though it was just a few minutes before. So they thought after they voted they felt it was more likely that the person they voted for would win. Right. That is crazy. Right. 
And in a, in a country of 365 million people. Right. Well, and, and the, the idea is not that <clears throat> their vote had that much impact, right? They, the conclusion wasn't that they felt like because they had voted, now that person was more likely to win. It was um, commitment bias. That they had committed their themselves uh, to that person voting. Yes. So now... The fact that they committed to that meant that they were more sure of their decision post making the commitment, and the it was presented in a way that how does that impact the buying process? That once you make a commitment to something, you are more likely to agree with that than prior to your. Disclosed it, it, commitment. It may sound a little complicated on the surface because you are spending a lot of time explaining it, but it's really not that complicated. <laughs> <laughs> well, it may saying. be difficult for people to follow because of the way you're saying it. <laughs> but it's really but not that complicated. Yeah, don't be put off by Ray. <laughs> this is I, really a simple concept. I have used this, and I've mentioned it in earlier podcast but i used to think about this and use this in my sales career back you know 20 years ago when i was a salesman is once people like you're saying commit to something right they start to justify that that was a good decision and science would verify that john again back to uh so you the know, data book, is conclusive the data is conclusive uh, the <laughs> book i've been deeply into here recently uh which is the science of selling talked about it on a couple of podcasts here recently david hoffeld mm-hmm. um and he is talking about the close yeah right and he said the close is really best done with a series of commitments because if you can commit to smaller things, you're more likely to commit to bigger things that follow because once you state your commitment to something small, and so in the car sales process, right. you would say, you yeah, know, it's a snowball effect. So, so this one, so you would agree this one works for you? Yeah, yeah I would agree this one works for me. Well, that commitment, it's not. I know there have been books out there that talk about the just get them to say yes right. to a bunch of things. We've heard this for and years bogus. and years and years. But if you, you know, get them to say yes to the test drive, yes to the, do you like the features? Yes, do you like the color? Right. Yeah. Now, and now how that does actually have implications on the close is if they've said yes to small commitments that, yes, this one works. Yes, this one meets my needs. You know, those are commitments to... Yes, this is the right one, not just, hey, I got you saying yes. Right. So I'm gonna trick you into one more yes. You know, yeah, are I you hungry? Yes, I'm hungry. And you know, you love your kids? Yes, I love my kids. Great. Do you wanna buy? Right. Yeah, no, that doesn't work. Right. No, I totally agree with what you're saying. Is it's not the act of saying I mean there maybe there's some minuscule right. positive reward in a in the brain for for affirming a question. Yeah. But come on, it's got to have more meat on the bone than do you like pretty women? Right. Yes. Yes, I do. (laughs) Okay, Okay. great. You want to buy this car? (laughs) Right. (laughs) You just said yes. I'm assuming we're all saying yes. Don't break. Keep saying yes. Okay. But but I think 
I think this is a great time to talk about the importance of the trial close. Yeah. I mean, there were so many deals that I think I firmed up uh, as a salesperson coming back from the test drive. Oh. And this was a little tiny trick someone time. I don't know if it was Cardone or Raleigh Gettings or, uh, you know, whoever it was. But they said, when you're coming back from a test drive and you're pulling back onto the lot, say, you know, what do you think? How do you like the car? They're going to say, you know, like this. That's nice. "Eh, You know, whatever. You know, if it's, especially if it's a new car. Oh, yeah. They're going to say, oh, yeah, that's kind of nice. Then you're pulling in right up to the front of the showroom and you say, well, if you like it, go ahead and pull it in a sold spot. Right. Yeah. And I would leave it at that. Or just even say, hey, why don't you pull this one into the sold spot? Right over, you know, whichever open spot there is. And obviously, you and I know the underlying dialogue there is, where is the sold spot? Right. It's anywhere other than where it was when you pulled out. It's wherever is open that they can pull into at that moment. (laughs) Yeah. Anything other than the the initial spot it was in. Yeah. So. But that goes to, that's a small commitment. Yeah. If you like it. Right. If you want to look at some numbers, if this is the car for you, pull it into the sold spot just so we can reserve it yeah. so no one else looks at it. Right. Yeah, like you're saying, that's that's a meaty commitment. That's oh, yeah. a that's a, a commitment with some structure behind it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and again, uh, in the science of selling, they were talking about those a those, meaty commitment. A meaty commitment. <laughs> that's that's a, a commitment with some meat on it. Jeez. So, but talking about you know just the different research studies that have been done to show those those small commitments, right, and the impact of of those small commitments on on the overall likelihood that you're going to get somebody to agree with the larger commitment. One of the research studies that they did was they went around to two neighborhoods in the same general area, and in one they went to all the homeowners and said. Would you be willing to have a billboard placed in your yard that said drive safely, a physical billboard, and had a picture to show this is the type of obstruction it would be in your yard, and you know this is the size of the billboard and everything else? And they only had a 13% commitment to agreeing to put this billboard, drive safely, in their yard. Something that everyone commonly would agree is a good is, is practice. It's a good thing, yeah. But you know, do I? Like but do I want that billboard in my yard? <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I don't know that. So, and is only, there some kickback? I right. Mean, is there a so monthly. They, they had a thirteen percent commitment from people. So they went to the next neighborhood over, similar kind of socioeconomic type neighborhood, and what they did in the second neighborhood was. Two weeks before they went to go ask for their commitment to put that billboard They, they in. had somebody uh, wreck a car. No. <laughs> they, they went out there with a brand new car and they drove across someone's lawn and crashed into a tree. Okay. So do you want me to tell and you? They, or you and then they, keep making then they asked crap. those people, would you like a billboard that says drive safely? No. No, that's so not what happened. two weeks prior to them going in that neighborhood and asking for that commitment to put this billboard in their yard... They went to all of those people and asked them if they would be willing to put a sign in their window that said, drive safely. Okay. Okay. And those people had committed to, yes, I would be willing to put, it's a very small ask, right? But it's a small commitment. Okay. 
of those people, when they went back and asked them, would you be willing to put a billboard in your yard? 74% said yes. Because they had already taken an they initial had, step. They had made a smaller commitment first right. to agree to this small ask. So now when I've had the big ask of a big billboard in your front yard that says, you know, drive safely, 74%. I mean, that's huge, from 13% to 74%. And the only difference was they had gone around and asked those people two weeks prior, would you be willing to put a small sign in your window that says drive safely? That, that's funny. I, I read a, a quote once. I don't even know who it was from, and, and I, I can't remember it exactly, but it said something like, in between every no and every yes lies a maybe. <laughs> In between every no and yes is a maybe. That's a really strong statement, especially for the fact that you can't remember exactly how the statement went and you have no idea who said it. No. But other but, than those two things, but wow. I mean, hey, I mean, is it important that I remember where the, I got yeah, that? No. Or that it, is it important that I remember that little factoid, and, and that the, little piece of influence? The, the nugget of wisdom is yeah. pervasive there, John. Yes. Well, I, so ultimately, it's the impact and effect of small commitments throughout the sales process and how valuable those are to the close because overwhelmingly the science would tell us that if you can get people to make a series of small commitments, it just leads the brain to making the larger commitment. One, because people want to validate their earlier commitment. Yeah, right? I think that's the key takeaway here because we're t kind of talking about... Well, and the, the other thing that, that was brought up in the book that I thought was very fascinating was the fact that making commitments to things actually changes our viewpoint toward those things as much as any data. You follow what I'm saying there? No, say it again. That the, the commitment actually changes our perspective toward uh, that. They say, yeah. I, I would say you internally justify it. Right, right. And yeah. they, it's a it's a uh, conversation that goes on within oneself. Oh yeah. That I don't make bad decisions. Right. Or at least if I do, I don't admit to them. No. Right. I justify them. Well, and they so say, so if they, I've already made one decision, it must be a good decision. Right. Therefore, I've already come this far. The, the likelihood of you completing a goal you set goes up exponentially if you share that goal with other people. If you publicly well, share... I think that's something totally different, but I mean, that's well, but social. It's the same thing. It's the fact that, you know, if I set a goal and say, hey, I want to do this by such and such a date, such and such a time, the likelihood of me actually accomplishing that is drastically less if I don't publicly share, hey, I've got this goal to accomplish this task by such such a day, such such a time. Social acceptance and that kind of right, thing. yeah. But it's that it's the the social aspects of the commitment bias. Well, I think there was this principle about closing on payment that I learned from Cardone, and it was like uh, separate the payments. This was a separate the payments close. Okay, right, and it was. Somebody comes in, they're upside down on their 2010 Jeep Grand Cherokee, and they want to buy a 2020-21 Jeep Grand Cherokee. Right. Maybe upside down on a 2010 is, is out of the realm. Right. But let's say it was a 17. Okay. Right. Doesn't matter. Go ahead. So, yeah. So, it's a 17. They're 10 grand upside down, and they want to buy a brand new one. 
So you show them the brand new one, the 2021, and you go into close and you say, all right, the brand new one is $600 a month. Right. You're 10 grand upside down on your 17, that's an extra $200 a month. Right. Do you want to write two checks each month or, or one? <laughs> right? Because the new one's 600 a month. Right. Do you want me to roll those together or do you want to write two separate payments? Because I can do it either way. And the and the guy, he says, oh, just roll them together, right? right? Yeah, I'd rather just have one payment. Just put it all into one. Then he goes home and his wife says, oh, you got a new Jeep. How much is that? He says, oh, it's $600 a month. Right. His neighbor asks him, hey, you got a new car. Well, hey, I've it's been thinking about a new car. How much is yours? $600 oh, it's $600 a month. A month. Right. I had to roll some other stuff in yeah, there, too. I, but that, that, that has no bearing. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a good clothes to use. But that goes back to your... People will convince themselves that they made a great decision. And any kind of little pieces of evidence you can offer will help support them and justify their decision. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, it's, there's... I mean, I guess they're, they're pieces of the same puzzle... However, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm throwing I, I a little different angle than you're diff- throwing. Different approaches. Uh, you know, David Hoffeld's position was that the best closes are done through a series, and this is proven by the research, a series of smaller commitments that are reinforced with the larger commitments. And by simply getting one, if not multiple, small commitments you are far more likely to gain the larger commitment than if you just go through your presentation, you never get any commitment, you finally sit down to do the close. Now it's a more difficult cognitive activity for the buyer to make that decision off of no for no previous commitments, where it's much more easy for them to further validate their early commitments with a later commitment. And I, I think you've made an excellent case. And uh, at this point, uh, when the buyer has been sold, stop selling. Right. right. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> you have made your point, And I agree with you. Uh, I, I think that we also agree that these aren't insignificant yeses. Right. They, you know, it, it's not some game you play. No. It, it's building towards a specific commitment right you know and it's it's ladders or it's rungs on a ladder correct instead of just do you like uh, sleeping in sunday morning oh yeah, yeah do you like uh do you like bacon <laughs> yeah okay do you want to buy this car right, right. yeah all right we so we agree there uh one last thing i would like to close with is some data you started this discussion talking about data with elections uh, i read an article this morning Again, being up pre-dawn, looking at election statistics. And uh, this one pollster says that uh, what he does differently is, you know, most pollsters, they call people, they ask them, hey, who are you going to vote for? What are your main concerns? You know, why are you going to vote this way? He said one question that he kind of gave away out of his polling method was, he didn't ask people how they were going to vote, or maybe he did. He asked them how they were going to vote. But then he said, how do you think your neighbor's going to vote? Hmm. And when they answered that question, he just chalked that down as the answer. Right. You know, because people will lie to you about how they feel. Right. 
because of this social acceptance deal, right? Yeah. But he said, people won't lie to you about what they think about their Somebody neighbors. Somebody else is going to do. Yeah. <laughs> so he said, this is one thing that makes him more accurate than other pollsters. Is but, but what asking if I, what, they, what their neighbors think. But what if my neighbor is like, uh, you know, very outspoken with regard to their choice? Yeah. I don't, right? I mean, Even I guess, if I disagree with their choice. Right. If you say to me, if I know my neighbor's got, you know, yard signs and he's... We've had many conversations, and he's like, you know, trying to convince me and everything else. And you say, how's your neighbor going to vote? Oh, I know how my neighbor's going right, to vote. Right, That guy's voting for well, see, whoever. I mean, I don't, maybe it evens out in statistics. Maybe, maybe you know. All right. Maybe you get a more honest poll. Yeah. Uh-huh. Maybe everyone you call, their answers don't mean anything. All, the, all, all you're doing is getting a true representation yeah. of how the next guy down the block feels. Right, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And then you disregard all the answers of the people you talk to. And you to. just chalk that up to one for the that candidate because, <laughs> yeah, there's somebody who knows how they're going to vote. Or yeah, assume. the neighbor's vote. Yeah, you yeah. disregard all the people or, you talk to and only count the neighbor's votes. Or maybe <laughs> everybody I call, I'm only trying to find out how their neighbor's going to vote. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So anyway, it was just an interesting spin. It, it, you know, it's a psychological experiment. And was it definitely, I mean, are you, you, that's what he asked was how your neighbor's going to vote? I mean, I could see him saying, yeah, yeah. how do your... How do you think most of your no, friends and family? It was how's your neighbor? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I okay. don't know how specifically it was worded, but you know, he gave I don't know ten questions that he asked, but right. that one stood out to me as uh, that's an interesting question to yeah. ask because you're going to get a, a very true response, right? Right. So, right. but but I think that goes back to the original point of why people. Um, have this confirmation bias, like you're saying, is once they make a decision, they want that to be the right decision. Right. And they will go to extended links to make sure that that yeah. that they can justify that decision being a good decision. Yes. I think we see that a lot. So anyway, anything else? Yeah, I think let's wrap it up, man. All hey, right, man. Uh, I do want to thank everyone for listening to our 100th episode. That was a huge, great celebration. Oh, <laughs> we had so much fun. Even though it may not be released as the number 100, uh, we do appreciate you listening regardless of what number it is. No, and I'm talking about the one that they've already listened to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> thank that you one, so that much. That one was great. Thank you for so much for listening to that 100th that yeah. we just recently did yeah. after today. Yeah, didn't we have a great time on that oh, one, Oh, man, that, you know, I wish they could all be like that. <laughs> all right. So uh, thank you for joining us again for another episode of Saturday Morning Sales Meeting. Yes. And we uh, hope you'll join us again. We hope you'll join us again. Thank you. like to learn more about John and Ray, visit our website, SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com, where you can also listen to additional episodes or read articles we've written. Or email us directly, info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. We'd love to hear 
show ideas, comments, feedback. What about dealers and sales managers, Ray? If you're a dealer or manager who would like more information on our sales training, BDC training, new hire training, or process evaluation and improvement, simply email us, info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. And don't forget about the total dealership assessment, Ray. That's where we come in, evaluate the sales process, look at the lead flow. I mean, if you've got leads that you're not handling properly, we can help. And we can help both on the variable and fixed operation sides of the dealership. Right. And these are immediate action items that you can put in place tomorrow to sell more cars or write more ROs. Right. Simply email us, info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. That's info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com.